All right, good morning, everyone. Today is Thursday, January 14th, 2021. I will start by covering the thing that happened yesterday that I'm pretty sure almost everybody in the world with access to even radio, just basic radio, let alone cable, knows about, which is that Trump got impeached again. Look, I, I the thing is, is that I see both sides of the argument. I literally sat and tried to watch almost the whole thing yesterday and genuinely listen to the arguments made by both sides. Some of them were very genuine and passionate. Others, you could see, were just doing it for a political purpose on both sides, by the way. I think that ultimately there are very valid arguments for both. There's the argument that, well, he should be impeached because just to show that the capital doesn't bow down to fear and this should show that we should do this regardless. Others saying that impeaching him, was he at fault for inciting some of the riot? Yes, Um However, impeaching him at this point in time is not good for the country. It doesn't let the country heal. I Look, at the end of the day, you it, the split, the divide is there. And there's no going back on it. The divide's always been there. And one thing I have to say, regardless if you like Trump or not, he brought out something that has always been there for a long time. So if he wasn't going to do it, someone else down the road might have maybe crazier than some of the things that he said, because some of the things he said have been crazy, hilarious, but crazy certain things. Um, other things he said have made perfect sense. Again, he's not perfect. Um, but would it be anything more extravagant than what we've seen? It's hard to say. The Again, these are unprecedented times, but we also have to understand that the media is making it out to be unprecedented times. It, there's Evidence to suggest that the Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots were substantially more volatile and dangerous in Portland and all across the states than this insurrection of the Capitol was. With that being said, I'm not trying to compare and say, well, it's not as bad, so we should leave it alone. Violence of any kind is not good. And I'm not trying to denounce all of BLM or all of Antifa. Just like anything in life, there's certain elements that are good, certain elements that are not so good with pure negative intentions. So at the end of the day, whether or not he should have been impeached, uh, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say because I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to sit on the fence here. But guys, politics is a show. It's like regardless from what party you're, or you belong to or what side you're on, or what angle or what piece of the pie you're part of. It's always about playing both sides against the middle until something works in your favor, then you go along with it. That's one of the most basic strategies. Even in a time like this, I mean, let's let's think about it. Just a couple months ago, if not a little less, we saw Kamala Harris, after she won to be vice, uh, vice president and for Biden to be president, we see her in the Senate giving a fist bump to Lindsey Graham, her supposed political and ideological enemy, like the, the, the foundation of what she's going against. It shows you that it's all just a puppet show. Either that or they're both cowards when they see each other in person. I mean, if you're going to talk all that shit and then you don't, you know, I'm not saying physically, I'm saying verbally, you're going to talk all that shit and then you don't own up to it when you see that person and look them in the face, look them in the eye. I mean, it's either it's a show or they're both cowards in that regards. I mean, and it's not it's not new to say that politicians are cowards. Right. And ultimately, we know, for example, that many have said for in the Capitol riot last week, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, there were some very traumatizing experiences. Okay. I want to say something, and I don't want to sound like some dick or some douchebag, but I'm going to say it, and I think a lot of you guys will agree with me. I understand it was a scary time. It was a scary situation. You got a bunch of angry people with weapons. You don't know what the hell they have. I get that. However, 
to say that you had a traumatizing experience, I understand that mental health is a real thing. But if you sign up to be a public servant for the people, especially someone like AOC that everybody likes, if you sign up to be a public servant, you have to expect the worst. And everyone will say, yeah, but, you know, this has never happened before. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you don't have the mental capability to do certain things, don't do it. I'll tell you right now, I don't have the mental capability to do certain jobs. You know, there was one time I wanted to serve in the military. I was, uh, I think, I think I was deemed mentally unfit. I'm not sure. But anyways, the point is, is that it's nothing to be ashamed of. But at the same time, don't go around being a servant of the people, but then saying, oh, I went through a traumatizing experience. I was going to die. The whole point is you swear an oath that technically you're, you will die for your country. Right. And I'm not saying that the violence was justified or anything like that. I'm just trying to provide both sides of the angle here, because listen, I'm not trying to play uh, devil's advocate all the time, but we have to. We have to look at all the angles. And the angle I just covered may not be a popular angle, but it's an angle that's not actually being covered, let alone even discussed or acknowledged by the mainstream media. So I'm not saying that the violence at the Capitol was encouraged and that the, the, the congressmen and women signed up for this so they got to, you know, stand up and fight back. No, I'm not saying that. There shouldn't have been a, a raid in the Capitol whatsoever. Again, as to whether or not it was staged or there were certain coup d'etats at play, there's still so much information going around and suppression and censorship going around. And we'll talk about that in a second. But the point is, is that as a congressman or congresswoman, you fess up and you say, listen, I have to own up to all the bickering I've been doing for the last five years about Trump, whether it was for him, uh, in support of him or against him. So those people storming the Capitol, whether they're mega people or whether they're Antifa people, or Biden people or whatever, you got to fess up, you protect yourself. But at the same time, I wouldn't dare to, I wouldn't go as far as saying you, um, you had a traumatic experience and you almost died and this and that. Maybe you did, but in theory, you signed up to defend the constitution. You swore an oath and technically speaking, I know this is controversial. I'm not saying she should have died. I'm not saying that at all, but it's almost like we need to understand and establish a principle here that you're serving the people. So I, I again, I, you, I think you guys get what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying she should have went out there guns blazing and this and that. I'm not saying that she's mentally weak. I'm just saying that the victimization is a bit too much, right? There was, it's been proven. There's been way worse things done, um, all across the country, but because it happened in the Capitol, because it happened to the politicians that allegedly work for us that you know the media is making a big spectacle about it right and i'm not saying it should be a small spectacle or something a small story but we got to balance it out here they're pushing a narrative that they're sensationalizing like crazy so anyway sorry for staying on that for so long but okay so yeah trump got impeached now allegedly trump is considering suing mike pence quietly with Sidney powell but not sure look at the end of the day i would put it like this let Sidney powell clear up and deal with that lawsuit that she's got coming on her ass by dominion the 1.3 billion dollar lawsuit whether it's just a bluff that dominion's doing or they actually want to sue for compensation even though they know that she doesn't have that kind of money let that get over with because if you hire her now or you sue mike pence quietly now it's only going to create more problems i think um at the end of the day, to sue Mike Pence, I mean, worse, truthfully, and I'm not saying this to come from either side or perspective, but if I'm trying to play it right down the middle, please tell me, guys, in the comments if I'm missing something here. But what purpose does it serve to sue Mike Pence? I mean, why? Because he didn't overturn the, the results? I mean, what purpose does it serve? I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that in a sarcastic way. I'm genuinely asking. So, anyways... 
Congress members now on both sides, by the way, I'll get to the stuff going around the world in a second, but I just want to finish this up. Congress members on both sides are saying the emergency panic buttons that were in place in their offices were completely removed and torn out as if this was some major premeditated attack. Yeah, it probably was. (laughs) I don't think the panic buttons get removed coincidentally like this is the problem i have with the mainstream media and what i mean by that is this they're very skeptical to say oh the buttons the panic buttons might have been removed the day before not because of the embarrassment to the capital security not because of that but because they don't want to sound like they're conspiracy theorists but you're not a conspiracy theorist if this is actually the case but the media doesn't want to appear like that because they don't want to you know start looking like uh you know what they call trump's people or whatever A lot of Trump's people's theories have ended up being correct. A lot of them wrong, but a lot of them correct. So, I mean, like, I don't understand. They're they're so hesitant to say, oh, like, you know, mysteriously, uh, you know, but we don't want to sound like conspiracy theorists. No, if the things got removed, they got removed, and that's it. You know what I mean? So, anyways, the next thing is that the U.S. government executed a woman on federal death row for the first time since 1953. Hey, look, if it's the law, it's the law. I, I, I don't know the specifics of that case. I don't want to get into the specifics of that case because it could still be debated, but I'm not even sure what state it happened in, but I know that it was reported. So again, whether or not is that's justified, that, that comes, that's not even for me to say really, but again, the mainstream media will try to push another narrative, but it's not for me to say. The next thing is that many have argued, including a gentleman by the name of Jocko Willink. You, maybe some of you have heard of him. Long story short, former Navy SEAL, got a podcast. He's big on social in social media. He's been on Joe Rogan's show before. He pretty much said in one of his podcast episodes, which, which I don't actually watch very often at all, uh, but every so often I'll just check. He mentioned that communism starts by, I believe he said, by banning words pretty much implying that the censorship going on right now is a form of communism. I couldn't agree more. It is a fine, fine line. Now, here's the other thing, too. And I I don't want to sound like an extremist or anything like this, but there are certain elements. Hear me out, but just hear me very carefully, uh, please, guys. There are certain elements of communism that may work or socialism that may work. So this whole thing of communism being something very dangerous, I think that's more of like a 1970s, 80s, and 90s kind of thing. You know, what the, the Cold War kind of thing, the commies that they used to, they used to call the Soviets and now, now, the, now called the Russians. I think that it, it depends how... It's all in the wording. It's all in the perspective of the wording. It, it, it's all in that, right? So we have to look at what we define to be censorship. But we do have to say that without a shadow of a doubt, from an outside point of view... Regardless of what happened last week, this whole thing of these major tech companies pretty much coming together and saying, yeah, you know, you're all gone. Trump, you're gone. Parler, gone. Your Amazon Web Services, the servers that even run Parler, gone. This was a this looks like a coordinated hit job. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just coincidental. But listen, all these guys talk. It's been said before that they have they share databases with each other. Amazon, Facebook, Google, Apple, Twitter to see if they find it. They, they use the justification of terrorism, which I'm OK with. However, they let's be realistic here. They push it way past that. They push it way past that. Anything terrorist related. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure the government relies on Twitter and Facebook for some data. But anything t- seriously terrorism related. I think the NSA is all over that. All right. The next thing is that the um, EU, European Union, gave permission for certain worms to be eaten and legalized. Apparently, there's some health benefits. Um, I guess if you like worms, you like it. There's certain. I'm I'm mainly Italian. There's certain parts of Italy that I know they're big into worms as a legitimate dish. Personally, I'm not by any means. It's not my thing. 
but I'm not disgusted by people who do have them. So that's pretty cool if if there's certain things that are beneficial in terms of nutrients and stuff. But I mean, I personally, I don't really get grossed out easily. So it, that's why it doesn't really, when I visualize, it doesn't really bother me that much. The next thing is that three quarters of Amer- Americans allegedly want vaccine passports. Okay, this was from, I think, Breitbart, that report, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it might have been band.video or so, I, I don't know. But anyways, the poll polls have showed us for the last five years how inaccurate things are. Very, uh, very seldom do they get things right, very rarely, mainly because they're not asking the right questions. But it doesn't surprise me that a good chunk of the country and people around the world want vaccine passports. A lot of people are probably just caving in and saying, you know, we're going to give up because we just want things to go back to normal. But again, normal will not be the normal that we knew a year and a half ago. And it's, I don't want to fear monger. It's sorry to say, but it's true, right? So even, uh, even Poland started rolling out vaccine passports. I don't like that. I don't like the fact that anything you want to do in terms of it, it messes with your freedoms. And there will be a strong legal argument to be made in America. I know that. And that's why one of the major arguments is that the United States Constitution is one of the few things standing in the way still of technocratic United Nations, one world agenda kind of thing. Now, I know that sounds like a you know, conspiracy nut job as they, as they call us. They call people like you and I. But... In reality, we see the evidence being unfolded, right? So the next thing is that Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey admitted he has to take a revamped look at the company and how they tend to only enforce one side of the political and ideological argument. (sighs) Okay, the problem I have with that is that he said that almost three years ago when he went on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast with Tim Pool and his lawyer uh, Vijay gad i think that's her name i apologize if i butchered her name i even tweeted at vidya and people favored in my tweet and retweeted my tweet some of them undid it because they were afraid and what i did was i tweeted at her and i said very respectfully i said nothing's changed since those those uh, flaws that tim pool pointed out to you on joe rogan's podcast about how you guys are only enforcing one side of the argument nothing's changed so if we're going to have these discussions, and if Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, is going to come out every couple of years and say, yeah, we got to take a good look at why we're censoring more conservative stuff than liberal stuff, it's pretty obvious. There's a liberal bias. S- Silicon Valley has been known to have a liberal bias, and that's fine. But you got to take that liberal bias out of your mind when you go to work, especially if you're in the department that sen- is responsible for censoring stuff. Because they always talk about how they don't ban certain liberal statements or far left statements because they, they're looking at context. But then they refuse to look at context for the far right. And I'm not siding with the far right or the far left. But again, you got to be consistent with your outrage and your censorship or else what's the point, right? The next thing is that Google endorsed Biden's immigration plan. But we got to be vigilant of that. And even if it was the other way around, if Google endorsed, you know, Trump's uh, immigration plan, we have to be vigilant. Anytime a corporation partners up with um, a major CEO or a major company or something like this or a politician, it, it's it's just le- it's the legal version of bribery. It's just lobbying times a million. So we have to be very vigilant of that. The next thing is that Tom Senator Tom Cotton said the Senate lacks constitutional authority to proceed with Trump convictions after January 20th, but Biden is asking for the Senate to spend half a day on impeaching Trump and the other half on Biden's agenda. Well, look, after January 20th, there's going to be a majority for the Democrats in the Senate, for the House, and of course the White House. So they're gonna, the Democrats are going to pretty much run the show, pretty much. 
I mean, there are still certain things that they need. They need uh, X amount of votes from Republicans in the Senate and in the House to pass certain things. But ultimately, when it comes to the Senate, where the Republicans have traditionally tended to be very strong and have a lot of power there, even when Obama was in there and, and Bush and Clinton, the problem then becomes the tiebreaker in the Senate is the vice president. That, that's the tiebreaker, and Kamala's a Democrat. So anytime there's an issue and Republicans oppose it, Kamala's just going to come right in there and go, yeah, no problem, done. It's going through because I just broke the tie. I just voted for it. So, again, that, that's what's going to happen. I'm not saying that's a bad thing nor a good thing. It's not up for me to, to report that to you guys in that aspect. The next thing was that a Syrian businessman was found to be linked to the Beirut explosions. Okay. I, I mean... Uh, let's see what happens, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It could be, could have been a terrorist thing. Could have been. I mean, they say that these were thing, bombs that I found a mistake in the Beirut bombs were sitting there for years. I think since 2014 unchecked. But we'll see what happens. It could be linked from something that he, the Syrian businessman, triggered, or something from all those years ago. We don't know. The next thing is that um, the EU says that the U.S. and China's falling out is hurting Europe heavily. It's going to hurt the whole world. But at the end of the day, China. Aside from COVID, they've made a lot of big mistakes lately. So I don't I think the US has actually been too soft on China, believe it or not. And China's been a threat for years. They've been building up for years. Let's not kid ourselves here, right? The next thing is that the parlor CEO says the app may never actually return. Well, look, when you take out the when you take them out by the feet, you just take out their legs right from the get-go. You chop the head off the snake metaphorically. In terms of taking out Parler, the way these tech companies attacked them, deplatformed de them, and even took out their, their infrastructure. Yeah, I it wouldn't surprise me. wouldn't surprise me. The next thing is that India reopened their famous Ladakh Lake that borders on China, but they opened it for tourism. This is a good step to see that even though it borders on China, there's still some peace. And I know that it's more for tourism to make money, but it's nice to see that those kind of things happen. And I'm not trying to sound all, you know, kumbaya, let's sit by the fire and get along. But the balance of things is necessary. You know what I mean? If there was a, a conflict, then a conflict is usually resolved with a peaceful transition or a peaceful implementation of something like that. The next thing is that Mike Pompeo said Iran is Al-Qaeda's new home to rebuild, but we have to be very vigilant of that narrative because, again, uh, the U.S. in theory created many elements of ISIS and Al-Qaeda. It left a vacuum. So, again, the fact that he's saying Iran is their new breeding base or base for building up again or even for starting new terrorist cells or groups. It, I mean, it fits the narrative of just the U.S. attacking Iran even more because Iran hates Canada and the U.S. Iran hates the West. And I'm not saying Iranians. There's a difference. I, I know a few Iranians, very nice people. But in terms of the certain mindsets that they have, um, yeah, I don't blame them, though, in many regards. The, let's face it, uh, the West, Canada and the U.S. have, part of my English, have fucked them over quite a few times i mean in fairness though they did do a few things to us as well so it is debatable how and when that started and we'll never really know the truth because a lot of these conflicts start with um intelligence operations that we never know about and never will know about and never have so and the final thing is that the whatsapp rules have changed so basically uh facebook just now plainly is taking your info but i saw this coming because facebook bought whatsapp a handful of years ago this was imminent we knew this was going to happen, so I don't expect that to be anything of a surprise. And that's why people are moving to Telegram. So, 
Anyways, guys, uh, thank you so much for watching. We'll catch you later today for the regular episode. If not, we will see you guys again on Sunday for the weekend roundup of the news. And we'll, But if not, for the regular episodes, we will see you guys Saturday. Cheers.